Have you ever encountered something paranormal? Story 1 A few years ago one night at around 3 am my wife and I were sleeping and I feel myself slowly waking up from a really deep sleep. My eyes started lifting up and as soon as they focused on the lamp on my dresser it slid off and shattered on the floor. My wife and I quickly sat up and looked at each other horrified at the startling noise. We agreed we would clean it in the morning and went back to sleep. The next morning when we woke up the lamp was at the foot of the bed, about 5 feet from where it fell. Completely intact and not broken at all. We are still trying to make sense of it. Story 2 from 3 until 13 I lived in a nice home out near Yosemite National Park. Nothing super spectacular about it. 4 bedrooms. A den. Dining room. The norm. Just down a little dirt road and, if you've ever been around those parts you'll know. Miles away from civilization. My whole childhood I was visited by this girl in white. She never spoke. I would just wake up at night and see or feel her there. I asked my dad and his response every time was the men in our family can see ghosts. My rational of this. I'm a skeptic. I remain that to this day but the story I'm telling made me question. Was that we had some sort of mild schizophrenia running through our family. It didn't bother me. She didn't look like other people. There was something off about her. After my father died my mother decided to sell the house and went through a realtor. We never once had contact with the buyers. Only knew them by name. The buyers had a son who went to the same school as our old neighbors. Dear friends of the family. And the son apparently came to school without sleep repeatedly. Complaining that there was a girl who watched him at night and that he needed to get out. Ugh. Shivers up my spine every time I remember this. Story 3 I am the eldest of three siblings and of course as we moved house to house I got the basement bedroom most times. I was fine with this being the eldest this let me have privacy. The last home I lived in with my family before I moved out on my own I spent 5 years in the basement bedroom. Through those 5 years I experienced amazing night terrors and sleep paralysis on a very regular basis. There were a few incidents where I would wake up and the closet on the far side of the room would be open just a crack. And I'd stare at it knowing I had closed it. And it would creak open just a touch more. Then after what would seem like hours slowly close and click shut. Not a slam. Not a regular door close. A very slow methodical one if that makes sense. On two specific nights I woke up. Not suddenly like something jarred me. But just kind of rolled over and at the foot of my bed saw a girl standing there. She looked very young. Black hair. Dark dress. And she did not move. Didn't make a sound. And I never could make out a face. Both times I reverted immediately back to being 5 years old and hid my face under the sheets while my heart rate went full marathon pace. Eventually I would feel like it wasn't there anymore and I'd peek out and it would be gone. My parents are not believers in anything paranormal and I never told them anything thinking they would think I'm crazy. I chalked it up to night terrors and extraordinarily realistic dreams during paralysis. I moved out and far away. My next sibling in line got the coveted adult room in the basement and life went on. I had a few Christmas visits and other holiday runs and at one point I remember going into that room to get a chair and seeing the closet door nailed shut from the outside. I didn't question it as I thought there's no way it's related to my experience. Not long after that on another return visit home I went and checked the door to that closet. The nails were gone but in place was a padlock and there was clearly bundles of sage sweetgrass handing above the closet and above the only exterior window in. I worked up the nerve to ask my mum what's the deal with the basement and she reluctantly told me that my brother had seen things come in and out of the closet and that he had a girl appear beside his bed and terrorize him on several occasions. 
Now, no joke. I still haven't told them what I saw because I don't want them to have to move or be bothered with their basement over this. They are both retired. All kids have moved out. And they seem happy. They have also since gutted and renovated the whole basement. I've stayed there a few times now with my wife and nothing has happened. TLDR. Basement bedroom growing up is either haunted or has some environmental thing going on in it to cause night terrors in more than just me. Story for the only one I have is when I was in 4th grade. When I was little, I would always sleep with my door open. I went through a phase where I would wake up between 3 o'clock 4 a.m. every night. And every single night I would hear footsteps walking up my stairs, around my living room, through my dining room, across my kitchen and down my hallway. They would always stop right before my doorway, then turn around and go back into the basement. But one night they didn't stop. What I saw was a shadow of a little girl boy. Couldn't tell. Walk right in front of my doorway. Look at me for a few seconds. Then it walked away. Back down the stairs. I slept with the door closed the next night. Story 5 When I was a child we lived on a house that we could hear footsteps on the stairway every single night. At the same home, my mother saw my sister, during the day, having a long conversation with someone, invisible. At some point my sister fell in the floor and said stop pushing me. My sister was about 2.5 years old. My mother was so terrified that we had to move days later. Story 6. Not sure if this is considered paranormal, but when I get fevers as a child, I would always, in my fume and pain-infused state, hear a man counting in a very deep voice. He would count from one and up. As the numbers get larger, the voice gets louder and more intense. It started to get less frequent as I grew older and now I do not experience it anymore. I've brushed it aside as a recurring nightmare until only recently. I've learned that my sister would experience the exact same thing when she was younger as well. It's not the scariest thing, but it does send shivers down my spine trying to comprehend this. Story 7. This sounds like standard childhood fever delirium. I used to get similar hallucinations, to do with rising intensity and volume too. I used to see machinery in factories in my fever that would get louder and more intense until my brain couldn't cope with the size and volume. I also used to get perception errors where things really close would seem far away and vice versa. It was very unpleasant. The fact that it's common doesn't diminish its otherworldly horror, but it wore off as I got older. It's hereditary too. My father used to get it when he was a kid, but much worse so that it would eventually trigger a seizure. Story 8 in 2001. My husband and three sons all came down with some sort of virus. My kids were 7, 5, and 3 months. They all had high fevers, lots of pooping and up chucking, were achy, felt like crap. The docs never said what it was. Thank goodness I did not get it. I was needed. My husband ended up with cardiomyopathy and heart failure. Anyway, my then 5-year-old son started having fever dreams hallucinations. At one point he sat up in bed holding out cupped hands to me and said look mama, look at the pretty red beads I found. Then he started to cry, saying that they were dropping from his hands. He frantically picked at the sheets, grabbing at invisible beads and crying as if his heart was broken. He fell asleep in my arms, sobbing. This was awful, emotionally for me, and it gave me insight as to how real hallucinations are to the people having them. 
Story 9 A friend of mine was taking a picture of herself and her daughter kissing and in the background you can clearly see a figure that was not there. She had ghost experts come in and check around the house and found nothing. After some research they found one of the previous owners was a mortician or ran a funeral home or something. I have known this girl for years and it would completely shock me if this was fabricated as I saw how upset she was and how much money she dished out for experts. They no longer live there. Edit. Last time I posted this people had some questions so let me try and answer some before you even ask. Keep in mind this was over 10 years ago so I may misremember some things. She was not the one taking the picture there was a third person in the room behind the camera. The figure looks centered in the picture because it was cropped and sent to me through email. Nothing this extreme happened again in the house while they were occupying it. I like the white orbs that you can see on her face and in the background are also something supernatural. Story 10 woke up one night to a loud screeching noise. Similar to the screech the Nazgul make in LOTR. The entire room was flashing rapidly in bright colors. My computer turned on for a split second. Enough to get the fans rattling. And my computer screen had static on it. The entire ordeal was over in less than a second. I still don't know if it really happened or if my brain was just playing me tricks. Story 11. My story may not be scary, but it is paranormal. My grandfather died when my mother was pregnant with my younger brother. My brother has my granddad's name and we always jokingly said he had grandpa's soul. One day, I was about 14 and my brother was 7. My family went on a walk in the forest. We were walking for a while when there was a small path to the left of us that led to a small field. My brother held my mom's arm and said mum mum I want to go there. That's where I have fun. That's where the wonderful music plays my mother had tears in her eyes as she explained to us that in her youth. My grandpa used to play saxophone in a Bavarian music group and every summer they played at a small festival on that field. Story 12 so I've never posted this because I always get to these threads way too late. So I get home from my job as a server at midnight. One of my roommates was in the navy and was deployed at the time and the other one was at his girlfriend's house. I cook myself dinner, and as I'm cooking my dog starts growling and barking towards the middle of the room at nothing. This is especially weird because she never, ever barks. She was a rescue and I bought her as a sense of security when I'm home alone. I'm a female, and I could never get her to bark at anyone. I dismiss her barking as odd but I finish cooking and eat. I start to clean and turn the sink on because it takes forever to get hot. But right when I turned around the sink turned off on its own. Again. I think it's odd, but I don't really think it's worth freaking out over. The hair on the back of my dog is standing up straight, but no one is home and it's midnight so I figure I'd just tough it out, even though I was beginning to get a little spooked. After cleaning, I go in the bathroom and sit on the sink to pluck my eyebrows. My bathroom was small, with the sink immediately to your right as you enter, with the toilet next to it, bathtub at the end, and toilet paper dispenser directly across the toilet. It was a really narrow room so you could reach the TP while sitting on the toilet. So the way I was sitting, the toilet paper dispenser was behind me. After 2-3 minutes I hear a weird noise behind me. So I turn around and I shit you not. The whole roll of toilet paper was unraveling fast as fuck. Like someone was pulling it. I noped the fuck out of that bathroom. The door was closed and it had no windows. So it couldn't have been a breeze. I put a leash on my dog and ran out of that apartment faster than Usain Bolt. By the time this happened it was already around 2am. None of my friends were awake so I spent the night sitting outside of the door to my apartment. 
When I went back in the next morning, the whole roll of toilet paper was on the ground, and the roll was probably three stroke four full. I'm talking about a good 5-10 meters of toilet paper. After that day I never had an odd experience quite like that one ever again. But one of my roommates did mention that a few times he'd come home and find every door and cabinet in the place open. When he'd specifically remembered closing them and leaving them that way when he left. This was when I was on vacation out of state and our other roommate was still deployed. Story 13 I've posted this before but what the hey. Okay. This may take a bit of doing so bear with me. Army base. Soest. West Germany. As was. A still. Dark. Autumn evening. Must have been warm because it was the kind of temperature you don't notice. Me. 13. And a mate. 15. Just dossing around before I had to go in. Behind the flats where we live was a green area with a play area. Only one street light so it was very dark compared to our street and the well-lit main route through the camp. Which was about 80-100 meters away from where walking. No traffic. Nothing. It was never busy and this was on a weekend evening so literally. No traffic and no one out and about as far as we could tell. Which suited two teenagers just fine. Thanks. Bear with me. This is important. So. We're heading between our respective blocks of flats and into the darkened park area. And we stop dead. On the main road. Moving right to left was a figure. Vaguely person shaped. But undulating and waving like cloth underwater. It glided along the middle of the road. Based on what it obscured behind it as it moved. I'd estimate it to be between 8-10 foot. But at the very least it was larger than average man size. This shape. This thing was not walking. There was none of the slight up and down motion of walking. It just glided, smoothly, at a fast walking pace I'd guess. And it was black. Not someone wearing black clothes black. It was a hole cut into the night. No reflections. No shadows or shades. Just blackness. It seemed like a lifetime as I soaked this detail up. In reality it couldn't have been more than two or three seconds. I whispered, breathed. Do you see that my friend? In a whisper, replied, yes, and the fucking thing changed direction, towards us. The last image I have, before we broke and ran, was of it rising up as it came over the curb. This is what makes it real for me. This is something that had mass, that obeyed at least something of the physical world. It moved from the brightly lit road into the same darkness in which we stood. We broke and ran for our lives, back onto our street and into my mate's block. The fucker then bolted back to his own home, leaving me wondering how the hell I was going to get to my block. After a while, the fear of the repercussions from my dad for being late in overrode my fear of what might be out there, in the night. So I ran, eyes straight ahead, the 10 or so meters to my own front door. I was in too much trouble for being late to ever say anything when I got home. Sometimes, when I'm walking and the night is warm and still and quiet, I think about it and I wonder what I'd do if I ever saw it again. Run away, or face it down and maybe solve a 30 year old mystery? Honestly, I just don't know. Double quote. Story 14. We moved into a house and everything was really quite the first 6 months or so. The neighbors told us that the people who lived there before had moved after their teenage son died in a motorcycle accident. Then after that first six months my dad died. Not in the house. After that, stuff started to happen. 
I would have friend sleep over and one night my friend woke me up because she said there was a young guy standing in my bathroom. So I went and checked and nothing was there. Over the next few years just about any friends that stayed overnight had said they saw the tall blonde young guy walking around the house. We did have a few other things happen like a wine glass was on the counter and it broke. No one was touching it. It just shattered on the counter. Another time during the winter we had the heater on and my room was always the warmest in the house and it was ice cold as you walked across my bedroom to the bathroom that was connected. The creepiest thing was when my boyfriend was sleeping on the couch in the middle of the night and he said he woke up to a young guy pushing him off onto the floor. He said the guy didn't say anything. But my boyfriend at the time knew that he had to leave and he did. He wouldn't stay at my place after that. Edit. I have gotten a lot of crap about the wine glass so I will explain in better detail. My mum had a huge collection of glassware. She had so many there wasn't anywhere to put it anymore. So we just set them on the counter. The wine glass had been sitting there for a long time. No one had touched it. It hadn't just come out of the dishwasher or anything like that. Basically she bought it put it on the counter and never touched it again. When it broke no one was near it. Only me and my mum were there and we were both at least 10 feet away. Could it have been something like a crack in the glass? Maybe. But at the time it startled us and we thought it was weird. I was just sharing one of the many things that happened. Story 15. Well, I never had a haunted house. But the street I grew up on was cursed. Everyone on the street built their house new there. So it was a new development. It was all big properties. So probably like 10 on the street. Something really bad happened to every house on the street. One suicide. One hit and run. Death. One cancer. And death. One guy fell off a ladder and broke his neck. One kid. 18. Was declared mentally insane. There were more but I can't remember the specifics. One bad thing per house. Our house got off light. That is no one died or became paralyzed. Our dad became abusive to my mum and older siblings and it destroyed our family. My mum and us kids moved away. The next people who moved into our house built a big garage shed and then their teenage son hung himself in it about a year later. We found out later on that an aboriginal elder. This is in Australia found rock markings warning to stay away from the area as there were bad spirits there. Edit. Well, after writing that I decided I should check if aboriginals actually believe in evil spirits. Turns out they do. Just found this, which pretty much describes exactly what went on. And we're in southeastern Australia. Story 16 This is one of two paranormal experiences I've had that I have a hard time wrapping my head around. It's a long read but worth it. I've suffered from insomnia as far back as I can remember. I was in second grade and it was really early in the morning. I think around 5 or so. I had a little TV on my nightstand and was definitely watching LOTR on VHS. I had the volume up super loud because my ceiling fan always made a ruckus throughout the night. I was super into the movie when all of the sudden all of the sound around me started to slowly fade away. I remember I became confused and reached to turn my TV up thinking it had broken. But then I realized the sound of the fan had faded with it. The only way I can describe it is comparing it to someone turning the volume down on a car radio. I was suddenly overwhelmed by an intense feeling of euphoria. I have never experienced anything like it. I absolutely cannot describe how utterly at peace I felt. I was able to comprehend what was happening. And then it clicked in my head that I was dying. Keep in mind that I'm in second grade so this is a pretty intense conclusion. But I just knew. I rolled over onto my back ready to go. And excited to accept my fate. 
That was when I saw it. There was a large white figure in my doorway, just hovering, and pulsating a white aura. I quickly panicked, and began calling out for my brother. His room was across the hall. The figure glided to the end of my bed and just sat there, watching. I'm not really sure how much time passed, but the figure suddenly vanished. Sound came back, and the euphoria disappeared. I jumped out of bed and ran into my brother's room where I practically flew into his bed. He woke up and when he saw how panicked I was he began to panic as well. I was hysterical and just kept telling him it was a ghost. We did what any other kids would do and his under the covers. After a while we got anxious, and I bravely made a peep hole I'm the blanket to check the time on the clock, hoping that it would be daylight soon 5.30. The clock read 5.30 in the morning. Then the phone rang, and it rang, and rang, and rang. Me and my brother started to panic even more, then silence. Once again it began to ring, and ring, and ring. We jumped out of bed and took turns running from light switch to light switch until we had a light path to the living room. Our house was 5000 plus square foot. This was not an easy task. We got to the living room and watched cartoons until my mum woke up. She was livid, yelling at us for being up so early. I told her I saw a ghost, which only made her more upset. My brother, who was always tormenting my irrational fears, got mad at her and started telling her this wasn't a joke and it wasn't my imagination. I started telling her to check the phone, because I saw the ghost around 5.30 and it must have been the ghost calling. Kid logic. She went to check the phone and went to the other room for a while. Suddenly she wasn't upset anymore. When we asked if it was said ghost she said it was a telemarketer. She was so nice about it she let me sleep in her room the next few days. I thought maybe since it was my brother's birthday that day that she just didn't want to argue. But she never let me sleep in her room. I got home from school one on the 15th. I saw the ghost in the early hours on the 13th. My mum called me to the family room and told me to sit in her lap and that she needed to tell me something. I obliged. My great grandma passed away in the hospital at 5.30am and the phone calls were my grandma calling to notify us. Me and great grandma were extremely close. To this day I get chills thinking about it. I know that there are a few ways to explain the occurrence. But I know for a fact that it was 100% a paranormal experience. My M and brother still back me up on it today. Story 17 This would probably get buried. But here is my story. I live in Mississauga and I have a Hungarian Cuvask named K2. After the famous peak in Pakistan I go for daily walks every day with him. Once in morning and once in night. Most nights are pretty uneventful except when K2 stops in front of a bench near a thickly wooded area and just stares at it. At first, I try to ignore it thinking K2 just sits there for rest or there are squirrels nearby. However lately, I have been noticing K2 getting pretty aggressive at the bench like it does when it's about to fight another dog. I try to ignore it but then one day, K2 starts barking really loudly and drags me to fight whatever it's seeing. Now this is pretty dangerous especially during winter as it's brutal in Canada and if I slip in the snow, there's no one to help me. I had to use all my energy to drag him away from that area and I was kinda spooked and kinda excited. I asked my dad, who believes in paranormal stuff, how to deal with this and he said, if there is paranormal stuff going around then it's best that you either change the walking route or go talk to it and tell it that we mean no harm. Naturally I chose the latter because I like walking in the forest as it's so peaceful and walking through that bench area was the only way to get to it. Me and K2 went and when we got to the bench, I said loudly, 
Peace be upon you. We mean no harm. If you can walk away whenever my dog is around, I would greatly appreciate it. I shit you not. This thing actually got up and left. I can you tell you because K2's head was moving wherever this thing was moving. I was so scared at that point but it was worth it in the end as it made the walking that much peaceful. However, lately, whenever my dog gets fixated at something in the house, I get pretty scared. Note. Sorry if my English doesn't make any sense. Not my language. Story 18 okay. I've got a good one. I'm not usually one that believes in the paranormal but this made me question everything. My girlfriend had always told me her house was haunted. I'd always hear creaks and stuff upstairs and the occasional footstep but I always played it off as normal house noises until one night in August of this year. We were downstairs watching TV like usual. About to go to bed when we both got a very weird feeling almost simultaneously. She gave me a weird look and I didn't think anything of it so we went to bed. After a few minutes of her on Twitter and me on Reddit we put our phones down and roll over to go to sleep. Then we both heard the words goodnight in a child's voice. Doesn't seem too strange. Right. Well considering there weren't children in the house we both looked at each other like why would you say goodnight like that then we realized neither of us had said it and we left her room fairly quickly. We went downstairs to lay on the couch and watch a little TV and come to our senses and figure out where those words could have come from. Then we got both got that someone's watching you feeling. Not like, oh, that dude over there has been staring at me but a something will not take their eyes off me no matter what I do feeling. So we decided it best to leave the house. We went to walk out the front door, but right as we were about to open it, we heard the child's voice again. This time it came from the balcony right above us in the entryway. Clear as day a child said mommy and daddy. We looked at each other, I may or may not have screamed, and we ran to my car and decided to drive to the one place that was open in our shitty small Oregon town, Walmart. The problem was, as soon as we got in the car, we knew something had come with us, and it was pissed at us for leaving. The second we got into my Honda there was nothing but the feeling of hate instilled into both of us for no reason whatsoever. Whatever it was filled that car with hate. It's now about 4am and I have to be at work in 5 hours so we decide to go back to her house and try to get some sleep and see what happens. We walk into the front door and nothing but quiet. We walk up the stairs, turn right, and suddenly it sounds like a dog is growling from her upstairs bathroom. It takes me a second though because I grew up with dogs and all I could think was that it was just mine and there being weird 5 seconds later I realize I'm at her house and no dog has ever set paw in there. Something was fucking growling at me and I had no idea what. At this point I'm fucking pissed at whatever is happening because I'm tired and need to sleep for work. So I come up with this brilliant plan of talking to shit to whatever causing all these problems. The only thing that sticks out at this point is me yelling. If you're so pissed. So something about right after that I feel something pull my shirt. I turn around thinking my girlfriend is playing a very unfunny joke on me. But no. She was still downstairs. Something pulled my shirt. After that I decided it was time to leave for the night. At 6am. We get in my car and drive to my mom's house. That car ride was much less hate filled and all the bad feelings were gone for a while. I went to work while my girlfriend slept at my mom's place and when I got off we went back to her house to check things. Everything seemed fine except for the one picture of us she had hanging on her wall was knocked to the ground like something out of a fucking horror movie. 
but she was too exhausted to care about my safety at that point and I was so tired I was willing to let whatever was there kill just so I could get some rest two weeks later we moved out and haven't had any problems since. I never believed in the paranormal at all until this happened. I still question it. My brain thinks there has to be a logical explanation to all of it, and I'm sure there is, but I know she believes, and a piece of me believes that there's something else in that house. Edit. I'm just going to leave the million grammatical errors. I have fat thumbs and did this on my iPhone so I'm sorry. Story 19 oh geez this reminds me of a story my parents told me. I've posted it before but it's short so I'll do it again. This was around 7 years ago in a home we'd had paranormal troubles with before, including shadow people and noises. 100 year old homes are like that. Anyway, it was around midnight and my brother and I were fast asleep upstairs. Our parents were downstairs watching some TV show like Ghost Hunters or Ghost Adventures or something and when the episode ended they were talking about spirits and stuff. Now, the layout of the living room was like this. The TV facing the chair my father was sitting in, which is facing perpendicular to the couch my mum was sitting in. Since they were talking my dad was facing my mum, and sees the damnedest thing. As my mother is speaking, the end of the couch she is sitting on is slowly lifting itself into the air. She stops talking when she feels it happening, and less than a second later, the couch drops from about a foot in the air. Well my dad is all into the ghost hunting stuff, so he stands up out of his chair and yells. Fucker, you will not mess with my family. Leave my family alone you fucking bastard he continues the yelling all while walking across the living room into the den, which is the creepiest part of the house. The den just did not ever feel like a safe place. It was always cold, and sometimes I'd hear my piano in there playing random notes by itself. It had been added onto the house most recently, so I think that's why. He went in there and continued the yelling. He flipped the lights on just in time for every door in the room to slam itself shut. There were three. Immediate peace and quiet. We never had another incident. No more shadow people. No more noises. No more creepy feelings. I guess they left or something. Story 20 This is my first ever post on Reddit. It seems so cliche to start by saying I don't believe in ghosts. But, but that's where I'm coming from. Here goes. A few years ago I moved into an old one-bedroom apartment in Melbourne, Australia. This was the first time I had moved into my own place and it was nice to not have crappy stealing roommates. The apartment block, which only had 8 units, was built in the 1930s. It was moldy and the rent was interestingly cheap. The first few months go by without a hiccup and I'm enjoying living in this place. I come home from work one day and I go into my bathroom. Something catches the corner of my vision. The board which covers the manhole on the ceiling, that has access to the small attic space, is broken in two pieces on the ground. I remember standing there for about two minutes trying to make sense of it. I examined the two broken bits of wood. The wooden board is about an inch thick and would have taken Bruce Lee to break it in half. My initial thought is that the landlord may have sent an electrician around without informing me and they might have been working in the attic space and broken the board, if that makes sense. But the more I think about it the less likely that scenario seems. Anyway, I take a couple of pictures and email them to the landlord asking if anyone was in the property that day, with an undertone of me being a bit pissed off that she didn't tell me. I receive a reply at around 7.30am the next morning. Her email reads please call me as soon as you are able to. I was worried thinking shit someone has broken in. 
I call her and she explains that her last two tenants said the exact same thing happened to them amongst other things and she will send someone around to replace the wooden board. If I wasn't so busy with work I would have thought more of it. I lay awake at night for the next few weeks thinking what the fuck caused the board to break in half and my first conclusion is that someone was living up there in the tiny attic space of this apartment, which seemed very unlikely. About a month later I wake up suddenly around 4am, which is very unusual. I have so many goosebumps it feels like someone is rubbing their hands on me. Everything is silent for ages, but then I hear this weird sound coming from the roof above my bed. It's this dragging sound, like someone is pulling a sack of potatoes along the floor. I freak the fuck out and I'm frozen stiff with fear. Someone is up there for sure, I think. There's no way a possum would make that sound. After about 5 minutes of listening to this intermittent dragging sound I work up enough courage to turn on the light and walk into the bathroom where the manhole is. Armed with the cricket bat I keep next to my bed. The new board covering the manhole is broken in two pieces again. I felt sick. I turn on the bathroom light and stare at the black space where the cover on the manhole would be. As tough as I like to think I am, I'm 100% frozen with fear. The dragging sound has stopped, but there's another sound. There's a whispering. I thought my mind was playing tricks on me at first but the whispering was clear. It was coming from the fucking attic. Please let me stress at this point that I'm not making any of this up. The whispering sounds like children's voices. It's gibberish mostly, but there's one sentence that I can make out. It's your turn. It's your turn. It keeps repeating. I turn on every single light in the apartment as well as the TV to try and make things feel normal. It's about 5am and it's still dark outside because it's the middle of winter. I'm watching TV to try and unwind. Then fuse blows and everything goes silent. My pet budgie in my kitchen, who never makes a sound at night time, starts squawking like he's being strangled. I've never heard him make these sorts if noises. He's literally screaming. I grab my car keys and run the fuck out of my apartment and go sit in my car. I wait until the sun comes up. People are now walking their dogs and starting their day and this comforts me enough to go back into my apartment. The front door is open, but I don't think too much of it because I figure I booked it out of there so fast that I didn't close it. Everything seems normal and I go into the kitchen to check on Dexter, my pet budgie. He's not in his cage. What the fuck? I let him out most days to fly around but there is 100% no way of his getting out unless someone lets him out. I start to feel sick again. I look around everywhere but can't see him. All the windows are closed and the wire mesh screen door at the front door was closed when I came up. I open the door to the bathroom. Again. I open the door to the bathroom and I can hear a splashing sound. Poor little Dexter was half drowned in the toilet. I take him out. Wash him and dry him off. I thought he was going to die because he was breathing in water. I was so confused. The only logical explanation is that someone did this. At about 8am I called the landlord and gave her a watered down version of what had happened. Oh wow you heard the whispering too she said. I stayed in that apartment for another 18 months. I only moved out 3 months ago. I heard the whispering again on a few occasions and twice the manhole cover moved but wasn't broken. The landlord called me last week. She sounded embarrassed and said that the new tenants, a young Japanese couple, had begged to speak with me about some of the shit that has been going on there. Fuck that. It's their problem now. Story 21. I've told this story before so I'll just paste it below. My uncle passed away in August of 2010. 
Right before he died, maybe a week or two, we were joking about this and I said I wonder if they, ghosts, can see us on the toilet. He replied I don't know. Buddy the conversation ended and he passed away a week or two later from heart failure out of the blue. He was like my dad and it destroyed me as a result. I have a friend that claimed to be a psychic but I never really thought about it. One night she calls me at like 3am and says your uncle wants me to tell you something. I don't know how to word this but here is my best try. I can see you on the toilet. Buddy I literally lost it. I don't know how I wanted to react to it because at first I thought she was making fun of it. But he had this special way that he pronounced buddy so that it sounded like a drawn out pronunciation of body. She said it just liked him. To add to it she never knew of the conversation between us. I still don't know what to do with that information. Story 22 When I was living at university I was invited to a friend's house on the other side of town. This required me to go through the university to the other side. As I was headed through, I noticed something hovering above the library. It was pitch dark and I was the only one out. Yes, seriously, it was just that blatant. First, a few things. It looked like a spinning top with glowing white on the side and a few dotted underneath this thing was huge. It basically covered the roof it made absolutely no noise. So here I was with a goddamn flying saucer above the library and what do I do? I turn on my phone. I spend the entire time staring at the thing so it didn't get away. I had my phone up and was getting it to video from the corner of my eye when. I tripped up. I didn't fall down. I just tripped up and looked at the ground for a fraction of a second. And it was gone. It was just gone. It was massive and silent and it was just gone. I told nobody. Because it sounded like bullshit. I still don't tell people. Because it sounds like bullshit. But it happened. I'll never forget it. It happened. I read this back to myself and it still sounds like bullshit. Story 23 I was on Manassas Battlefield with my father when I was younger. We were sitting on the back of his tailgate eating McDonald's on top of a hill looking at some cannons. It was foggy and misty out that day with a slight chill November I think. All of a sudden we see a man dressed in full Civil War attire waving at us standing by the cannons, about 50-100 meters away. My dad had a pair of binoculars with him and we got a closer look of the man. He appeared to be in a Confederate uniform and was standing stationary, only moving his arm to wave. It was a come here wave. My dad thought there was a reenactment going on and that the man needed help. So my dad walked down to the man while I watched with the binoculars. When my dad got close to the man, he stopped walking and had a confused posture. After a couple seconds next to the man, he turns around and sprints back to me. He proceeds to throw everything in the back of the truck and we leave the battlefield in a hurry. My dad said while walking down there, the man slowly disappeared. And my dad said he got the strangest feeling in his stomach and mad chills. To this day my dad gets the chills and goosebumps telling the story. My dad saw combat in Vietnam so he is not an easy guy to scare. From my perspective, my dad was right next to the guy and never disappeared. We don't know what we saw, but I think it was a ghost.